Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. Welcome to the preview show, and now your host, Mr. Mike Heck. Well, hello there, everybody. It is Friday, November 27, 2020. Hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. Hope you're uh, not completely full because we have a lot of combat sports action ahead of us tomorrow night. We got UFC Vegas 15 at the UFC Apex in Las Vegas, and we have Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones Jr. That event is coming up tomorrow night as well, and we're going to talk all about them, but we're going to start with UFC Vegas 15 because around three or so hours ago, we found out that we have a brand new main event for the final November fight card of the year, and with that, we welcome you to our preview show here on MMAfighting.com. I am Mike Hack, being joined by Jose Youngs and... Hello, Jose. And E. Casey Lydon as well. There he is. Fireplace and all. And uh, Jose, let us let us begin with you because we found out that Curtis Blades, unfortunately, tested positive for COVID-19. And the important heavyweight matchup between he and Derek Lewis is now off tomorrow night's card. New main event, former 205-pound title challenger Anthony Smith taking on Devin Clark. Look, man, I am as positive as it gets in this space, but it is just <laughs> the facts. This card... Wasn't the most attractive one by any stretch of the imagination before the new main event. The, the old main event was kind of carrying the weight of it all in, in, in a lot of ways. Now that it's off, Smith and Clark is a fine fight. This is a pretty significant hit, is it not? Yeah, it reminds me of when, uh, what was it, Stipe and Ben Rothwell was supposed to headline in Dublin, and then the main event ended up being Louis Smolka and Patty, was it? Uh, Patty who Houlihan. was it that fought? Patty Houlihan, right? Yeah, so it's just a, I mean, a fine fight but it's not it wasn't there was a reason it wasn't the headlining act to begin with because if it was a if it was a fight that want they wanted to headline a card it would have been the original main event but there was a reason it was the co-main event so uh bummer all around for specifically for curtis blades bummer for the fans because there was some sort of heat between these two heavyweights like you said it was an important heavyweight fight uh considering the fact that the ufc heavyweight division has been so stagnant uh the last few years with the title be kind of being not even like it has it's been uh, defended what like once a year for the past few years and it's always it's been between stipe and dc and francis doesn't have a fight this fight was supposed to like get the ufc the kickstart the ufc heavyweight uh train over the next few months and that's out the window hopefully they can rebook it and hopefully curtis blades uh, recovers 100 percent if he is feeling any sort of uh like effects from the 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 virus but man it's a bummer that it's this weekend, too, because everyone was going to probably tune in for Mike Tyson and Roy Jones to begin with. But now I can't imagine a lot of people are going to be tuning in for the UFC now. Yeah, Casey. I mean, as far as this fight goes, the plan as of right now, according to ESPN and our own Dan Martin confirmed this as well. They want to rebook this Lewis versus Blades fight sometime in December. And I'm not really sure where you're going to slide that in because. I doubt they're going to turn it around next week. Although the Hermanson versus Holland card, if you threw that on there, that'd be pretty cool. But I, I, I would doubt seriously that that's going to happen. UFC 256 already has 14 fights on the card. And then that December 19th card already has 15 fights on the card. So I don't know if they're going to be able to do this. Is it, is it fair to say if, if in your gut, in your heart of hearts, Casey, that we're not going to see this fight till 2021 at the earliest? Or do you think the UFC has some magic in them to, to squeeze this in there somewhere? I don't know why they would try to squeeze this in. And the, the next, what, we have three cards left. Um, I just don't know why. Just save it for mid-January. Let, let's make sure whatever virus that is in um, uh, Curtis, Curtis Blade's system is completely gone. So I hate to do this whole thing again and Derek Lewis come back, make his big giant weight cut, do all that wrestling training. 
you know, for nothing again. So um, I don't understand why. Just just hold it off to mid-January. We're good on fights for the rest of the year. So um, no, there's, there's it's just no reason to rush this fight back. Just if you're going to run it back, run it back in mid-January. Of course, for those watching right now, we want your thoughts, questions, et cetera, whether it be for UFC Vegas 15, of course, Tyson versus Jones, that event going down tomorrow night as well in L.A., Leave us questions. We'll talk all about it. Leave them in the chat. We'll get to them in a moment. But uh, Jose, let's talk about this. I have, a, new main I, have a question. I have a question for you two both. How many fight cards are on? These like there's what 14 and what 15 on the last two cards. You think there's really going to be 14 and 15 cards come fight night? Fights on those cards? I don't. Like say it's cool. There's 14. I bet it drops to 12 in the next few weeks because it, like we said, every has there been a card? What? But the, but has the there been a card? No, no, no. But that's not, that's not the, that's not the issue. The issue is really Curtis Blades having the virus, and what? So sure. basically, they're saying go back to camp, train again, cut weight. Why you still have this virus in your system? That's just Does Curtis Blades cut a lot of weight. It doesn't matter about cutting weight. He's just but he'll be he'll, he'll be interacting with people. He'll be with his coaches. He has the virus in his system. So you're telling him go train with other people. He has to be quarantined now for two weeks. I mean, he can't. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if he's asymptomatic, you you, you can't be out amongst his training partners and stuff. So I don't understand why, if, if he has it in his system, why isn't he, this is a, you're, when you're quarantined, that's how it works for everyone else. So I don't understand how you would train and be ready for a fight in two weeks when you should be quarantined. I, mm-hmm. I mean, am I, I don't know, am I missing something? <laughs> I have a feeling they're going to stick him on one of the end. Of, I, I just, I get it. I just have a feeling they're going to stick him on a card no matter because yeah. it's the UFC. They're going to do it. Yeah. Like I'm it just, may, just like, I get, mistakes, I get it. Yeah. Just, I get it. Because, like, yeah. they did it with RDA. They turned him right around, like, when he had COVID in, like, October. And then they booked him on a card in November, like, a couple weeks later. Uh, I don't know. Didn't they do a Glover and Tiago, too? Didn't they kind of try to book him a few times? Yeah. So, I get it. But uh, the UFC <laughs> booked people on quick turnarounds before when they've had COVID. Right. So, yeah, I have so. a feeling they're going to do it again. Yeah, but you also had, like, a plethora of options. You could have done, like, sure. like, if this happened in August, you had – every Saturday through September, October, November, and most of December. Now you have, if you're going to do it in 2020, you have three other options. I would say two at best. And I mean, I guess you could like take a risk or take a shot and throw them on there and just see if something falls out, but it's just going to be a long night and that's okay. I mean, if they, they can add it to either of those cards. Sure. I'm, I'm totally okay with that. I just don't uh, see why. Cause there's just, we, we have, there's, those cards are loaded. Like no one's going. You know what? We need one extra fight on that card. No one's saying that. We're, yeah, we are going to lose some fights, and yeah, it'll be down to eleven fights. Cool. Even eleven fights is too many. Ten fights is the number. You know, like. But I just, it just seems dangerous and unnecessary. I just don't. Yeah. I mean, it would have to go on two two fifty six. I, I would guess. I, I would assume so. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. But so let's let, let's talk this new main event, Jose, because Anthony Smith. He's looking to get back on track. This is going to be his 50th professional mixed martial arts bout. Taking on Devin Clark. Huge opportunity in front of him. First main event. Definitely the biggest name he has faced in his entire career. What sticks out to you about this one at 205 tomorrow night? And on top of that, now we get a five-rounder. Despite the quick changeup, how much of an impact does that have on this fight? I mean, I'm sure it's going to impact the fight. It, like I, it, Now you have to like look at it completely different because what we were talking before we went on air, we were trying to figure out how many fights in a row Anthony Smith has headlined, like go, dating back. I think his last not headlining fight was against Rashad Evans at UFC, what, 235, 238, something like those are the Chicago card. I can't even remember. Um, so it was that long ago when he fought Rashad Evans is when he uh, was, was when he was had a three round fight. And since then it's been five round, five round, five round, five round against the upper echelon light heavyweight. So if we're always, we always talk about experience in five round fights versus your first five round fight. Devin Clark has never fought five rounds. Anthony Smith has pretty much only fought five rounds the last few years against John Jones, Augustin, Glover Teixeira, Ratchik. Uh, these are all guys who are top five light heavyweights in the world. So if you're giving, if you were giving Devin Clark any sort of chance in a three round fight, I think a five round five drastically favors Anthony Smith. So, but Devin Clark could surprise us. But now I, I, I was pretty, it was like 60 40 for me, given how Anthony Smith has performed his last few fights. But now I heavily favor Anthony Smith in this fight. 
Yeah, it's kind of interesting uh, because quick, 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 quick correction, quick correction. Ratchet, uh, we fought Ratchet. It was three oh, rounds. It was three rounds. It was yeah, three rounds. yeah, it was, was main event, but it was three rounds. So just quick correction. Yeah, I understand. What was the original? Was that what was the original main event for that? Was that the Yair Zabit uh, card originally? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. All right, yeah, I stand corrected. No problem. But again, <laughs> five rounds is five. Yeah. He got smothered for five, like three rounds. So yeah. still, bet he felt like yeah, five rounds a, in there. If the, the fight felt like it was five rounds. Like, why make this one five rounds, but not the Rackage fight five rounds? It's just because both guys wanted it. I mean, it's it's just it's interesting how that all played out. But yeah, Casey, with with Anthony Smith, I mean, he had the loss to Jones. Great win over Gustafson. The loss to Glover Teixeira, which ended pretty ugly. But if you go back and watch that fight, we talked about this before the Rackage fight as well. He did look pretty good early in that one. He was landing in volume. He had a great first two rounds, and then he just kind of ran out of gas. And then as you guys talked about, the Rackage loss, he just couldn't get anything going because he kept getting taken down over and over and over again. And Anthony knows it's been a rough stretch. He's had a lot happen to him, th- hit him this year, the home invasion, all that stuff. He's not making any excuses. But outside of maybe the John Jones fight, Casey, this has to be one of, if not the biggest fight of Lionheart's career because if he drops three in a row, not a good place to be at all. Am I right? Yeah, absolutely. This is it's just a lot, of, a lot of pressure on Anthony Smith right now. And now he's bumped up the main event. And but Anthony Smith seems to I don't know if he performs better under the pressure, he, but he definitely enjoys the pressure. And um, yeah, he and I don't know if this is good to be five rounds. Um, I, I, I it's weird that both guys agreed to it, but it's just oh man, it's, it's honestly like this is a fight I just didn't give that much thought to because this was a one fight card. So when I woke up this morning, I'm like, oh. Never mind. I gotta really look up Devin Clark's record a little closer. <laughs> um, but yeah, a lot of pressure on Anthony Smith. A lot of pressure. And Jose, if you're Devin Clark, are you just like? I mean, obviously the stakes have risen because it's a main event now. But do you feel like heading into an opportunity like this, you're you're kind of playing with house money here because if he loses this fight, it's not the end of the world for him. But if he wins, good lord! I mean, this could this puts him in a whole different spot. Maybe a top ten, top twelve spot at two hundred five. Yeah, well, like, what what did Dean Thomas say about the light heavyweight division when he was on the A side? Shallow, not deep whatsoever. So yeah, you Anthony Smith might be on a losing streak, uh, but again, what I said before, like he's only losing to the best of the best. Like if Devin Clark can be can put his name next to fighters like Glover Teixeira, uh, uh, Ratchik, uh, like John Jones, like those are the last few people that Anthony Smith has lost to. If Devin Clark throws his name into there. He's probably top 12 or does at least deserves a top 12 fight, whether that happens or not. Uh, I'm not sure because I'm not on the rankings panel. But, yeah, to go from beating Alonzo Menafield to then beating Anthony Smith, what would it be, his third third one in a row? Like, what, four yeah. or five yeah. overall? And who's he lost to? Like, Jan and Ratchik? Am Ryan, I missing someone? Ryan Spann. Ryan Spann, who's, yeah. again, another really good fighter mm-hmm. at light heavyweight. So, yeah, massive, massive opportunity for Devin Clark to make a name for himself. Casey, you got a pick for this one? Casey, uh, Jose, excuse me, said that he favors Anthony Smith heavily now that it's five rounds. What say you? I'm going Devin Clark. I'm going Devin Clark in a, um, <laughs> actually in an Anthony Ratchet type performance. It's going to be a, um, a, uh, a grindy 25 minutes. I, just, I don't, I don't expect, I don't expect fireworks. I think Anthony Smith just needs. I don't Anthony, Anthony Smith. To, I mean, I'm sorry. Devin Clark doesn't need doesn't need a a big knockout. He just needs a win. If Devin Clark can get that win, that's all that matters. Anthony Smith, however, I think needs to to for Anthony Smith to kind of convince us that he is still a top contender. I think he needs to put a serious hurt in a Clark. But I'm picking. I'm, I'm, I'm going pick. I'm, I'm picking Devin Clark. I'm going to roll with Anthony. I think he needs him more. He's the Wiley vet. He's been in this kind of position before in his career earlier, but he's been here before. He knows what it's like. And, you know, back is against the wall. And Devin Clark is a talented guy. Mm -hmm. He's very close to getting to that next level, in my opinion. Game is coming together nicely. I thought the adversity that he overcame in the Menafield fights, he took some massive shots in that one, able to come through and get a win. But I think this will go down in the books as a very important fight in Devin Clark's career, despite getting a loss. I think it's going to lead to bigger things down the road, no matter what happens. And I've said this many times on these previous shows. 
I'm not coming at this with a technical back, just a technical breakdown sort of road here, but I'm going off my gut. My gut says Anthony Smith gets his hand raised and it's a close fight. And I think the odds have it right. I think right now, Anthony Smith's around a minus 130 favorite. Wondering if those will change now that it's a five round fight, but we'll see what happens. But uh, the rest of this main card, we're going to see Josh Parisian make his octagon debut against Parker Porter. Second octagon appearance for the New England native. Uh, of course, Parisian two-time contender series vet. He was invited on the Ultimate Fighter. We'll see what happens with that one. Miguel Baeza against Takashi Sato. That's a fun one at 170. I really like that fight. Spike Carlisle versus Bill Algio. That one's going to be crazy. So again, the names aren't the biggest on earth, but there is potential for excitement on this card and a lot of finishes. So, uh... The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S., and visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. But let's, before we get to the questions, initial thoughts, Jose Youngs. We talked all about it on Between the Links. We waxed poetically about Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones. If we had to choose one, we were going Tyson versus Jones as the card was. Now I, I feel like most people are definitely going to do that. But how, if you're Tyson, if you're the legends only league right now, do you feel a little bit better about things now that the UFC's head attraction is, is off the table here? Where... Can we even watch Tyson Jones? Because I keep seeing that question in the YouTube comments. Where can fans even watch it? Triller, and it's on regular pay per view. Yeah, I think it's on Fight TV too. Am I wrong? I said, well, I, okay. I know it's on regular like Direct TV pay per view. When I when I okay. see it, I, I see it on my menu as like the low you know advertisement because when all the time. People, when it was when I was first getting like when this first got announced, and they're like, oh, it's gonna be on Triller. I'm like, I have never heard of that app before in my life. So I was like, well, fans even know how to watch this. But now that it's available on television and stuff. Yeah. 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 Everyone's going to tune in to Tyson Jones. I hope there's no hiccups with the pay- buying the pay-per-view, especially on Triller. Because remember when what, what they put that graphic out with like the lowest bought pay-per-views, like the top five lowest bought pay-per-views are like the ESPN era or just the UFC in general. And they had Poirier Holloway was like number four, which also had Izzy Gastelum. And the only reason that fight had low pay-per-views is because there was some weird, it was like the first ESPN pay-per-view and just no one knew how to buy the pay-per-view. So I was getting flashbacks to that, where if you have to download Triller and pay for it, I don't know if anyone's going to watch it legal. How much is uh, that? But now that, no idea. How no, much 50 is that? Bucks. 50 bucks. $50. Forty nine ninety nine to be exact. Uh, Forty nine ninety nine. The fact that Logan Paul is fighting an NBA, not NBA All Star. Jed Mishu incorrectly said he was an NBA All Star, NBA Slam Dunk champion. Nate Robinson. It's everyone's going to be watching that pay per view card. So, uh, but I'll be watching both. I'm sure you guys will be watching both too because it's our job. But if I'm a fan, I'm probably watching Tyson Jones, and I have a feeling Dana White will be watching Tyson Jones too. 
what else on that card? Badu Jack versus Blake McCurden, light heavyweight, eight round matchup, and then Vidal Riley versus uh, former UFC vet Rashad Coulter, cruiserweight mm-hmm. bout. So that's that's your main card. That's there's your fifty bucks right there. And then have you ever interviewed Rashad Coulter? Coulter? I have a while ago. Good dude. Interesting cat. Interesting cat. You can ask him about he if you he he goes down the rabbit hole on a lot of things. Uh, but <laughs> all of my interviews with him have always ended in talking heavyweight boxing, whether that was meant to be or not. Like I could ask him about Francis Ngannou, and he'll be like, "Oh, he hits like Deontay Wilder," and then he just goes down the rabbit hole of heavyweight boxing. So yeah, interest good for him to be on a a card where he gets to show his love for boxing. There you go. Right now, Mike Tyson, a minus 220 favorite over Roy Jones Jr., who's in at a plus 170. A draw is at plus 1,200. I feel like if you're going to put any money on anything, a draw? I, I can feel you like, bet on this? Like, How do you bet? You can. can you legally bet? You can legally bet anything. An, I mean, true. Well, but yeah, I mean. Because there's no winner, I thought. No, I think there is now. <sighs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, I think I, I think the rules came out, and then Triller came out with something else, and it's it's a little confusing right now. But okay. as of now, you can't bet on this fight. So there you go. Okay. So we <laughs> whatever. <laughs> so if you get, if you uh, you find folks watching right now, you have UFC Vegas fifteen questions. You got Tyson versus Jones questions. Bring them on. We ready? Bring them on. We're ready? All right. We'll get right. after it. Oh, that's from yeah. last week. I know that's that's what? that's about the rules right there. <laughs> yeah, <what? laughs> that's the rules. <laughs> I just kind of this is my evergreen question. I kind of I throw up I throw up that one when I can't find a good question. What? <laughs> what? All right, what? all right. Oh, here from Mr. Boza actually. Ooh, fix this. Does the canceling of Lewis versus Blades pretty much confirm that Francis Ngannou should get the title shot. I, I felt like it was kind of there anyways, but uh, anybody look at it any differently? No, because no. Francis was not getting the next title shot anyway. Anyway, yeah. The winner I mean, that, of this fight was not skipping Francis. Yeah, I mean, and, that, and that 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 was the problem with the card anyway, even if the main event, the original main event happened. We knew it, it nothing, it was just to stay relevant for Blades and Lewis. It wasn't as far as title and contention. To, and to get a paycheck. And obviously get a paycheck for everyone, but... Yeah. Because Derek Lewis is like constantly saying, "Like I don't care, I'm just fighting for money." I love that part, Derek Lewis. <laughs> His interaction with DC before that, like when before that press conference, was, it was Stipe, DC won, and then Francis and uh, Derek. I think it was UFC 226, and they did like the embedded, and like DC and Derek Lewis were on the same side when they walk. Because you know they walk out on two opposite ends of the pay per view for like press conferences. They're like talking, and DC's like. You don't want to punch me, right? And Derek Lewis is like, man, I'll punch anyone for money. <laughs> it's the most perfect answer. <laughs> well, at least we'll get another Derek Lewis uh, virtual media day. If, if oh, we can boy. find any, any silver lining here. I will say, though, I think a possibility is if Stipe is just off the shelf for a while, is the UFC ever going to do an interim? Do you think for a heavyweight? Because – if if John isn't going to be fighting, I, I still am not against. Or maybe I won't be for interim, but if they just if Nagano wants to stay busy, just book Nagano Lewis. Yeah, I I could see Nagano John. Yeah. Either way, either way. Um, like, I, I could see I could see Nagano just fighting either Derek Lewis or John Jones if Stipe's out for yeah. a while. So um, you're not wrong. I think that's the only I guess different type of matchmaking that may come out of this cancellation. I agree because I think Francis deserved the title shot even before fighting Jairzinho, and then he just cemented it with like a thirty-second knockout. So I feel like it's going to be the same situation. Yeah. Like fight Derek Lewis, someone will win, and then John. Like if Derek Lewis wins, I don't think they like they could do Derek Lewis Stipe. Uh, but yeah, you're not I'm wrong. Just skip over. <laughs> that'll be so, that'll be rude. That would All be right. rude. <laughs> that would definitely be rude. Uh, not enough people talking about Nate Robinson played division one NCAA football and basketball, two time NBA dunk champ under six feet and is now boxing. The dude is a freak athlete, uh, from Sean Guerrero. I would say Jose at this point, Tyson Jones is, it's a spectacle. It is what it is. Those Uh are two names that are, uh, that are going to sell this thing. But I think if we're talking about actual boxing in an actual fight, I think the one that most people have their eyeballs on is, 
Jake Paul versus Nate Robinson. What say you? And is Nate Robinson not getting enough love here? I think so, only because like like what Sean Guerrero said in the YouTube comments, like he wasn't a, like a two two sport. I talked about this on the A side, I think, or I can't remember between the legs. Like he's a two sport athlete in a Division one college. He was a freak athlete in the NBA. Like winning the slam dunk competition when you're under six feet is nearly impossible, and he did it three times. Should have been twice. Dwight Howard definitely got robbed one of those years, or or Andre Iguodala could have been both. Honestly, he should. I can't remember which one, um, but yeah, he's a freak athlete and he might not have the sharpest boxing skills. Cause again, I've never seen Jake Paul fight or whichever Paul brother. I know he has two. He fought on that Logan Paul KSI. Uh, I think he was the co-main event against like KSI's friend. And then he had, had another fight against another YouTuber, but those are YouTubers. He's fighting an athlete, like a professional athlete. So Nate Robinson might not be the, the sharpest boxer in the world, but I can almost guarantee you the cat hits hard and has insane cardio because he's to run around a football field, to run around a basketball court and professionally is is already incredible. I it's not gonna be any sort of technical fight whatsoever. I would not be surprised if Nate Robinson just walked in there and starched uh Jake Paul, Logan Paul, whichever one it is. Wait, there are two of them? Yes. yes, there's one of them is older than the other. They both look exactly the same to me. I assume one was older. Uh, I mean, one of them has a bunch <laughs> of tattoos. That's the only. That's literally the only way I can. I didn't wait. Apart. I didn't know there were two of them. I thought there. Wait, like, one of them is the one that threw the parties during at the beginning of the pandemic. He was having it? the pandemic parties, and the other one is the one that took the photo or the video in front of the dead body in the suicide forest. So pick your poison. Oh god, I thought they were okay. So they're both okay, they're both kind of scum. Okay, whatever. They're both awful. Yeah, they're both awful. Um <laughs> So wait, what oh, I feel bad for even like getting this information. I I don't even want this information in my head, but why is Nate Robinson fighting um, I have no idea. I, I, it, it seems like it seems very right? random. I don't I don't understand. It's like it's like you telling me, oh, he's gonna fight <sighs> I don't know, name a random short He's going to fight, he's gonna fight uh, <laughs> it's like, oh, did you hear Jake Paul's going to fight Lance Berkman? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah, Lance Berkman, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a star athlete. Yeah, he'll, he'll win. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I don't know. It's like, this is, why am I talking about this? this is, uh, I, I don't know like, where it came this, from because at one, at one point he, uh, Logan, which, who's the oldest one, Mike? I have no idea. The, I've, I've, I'll go The with oldest Logan. one Logan Paul was trying to set up a boxing match with Antonio Brown, who is a s- still playing in the NFL. I'm like, come on, guys. What are we doing here? Okay, I've seen videos of NBA guys hitting the bag, and it's not very impressive. No, but is it more impressive than a YouTube star hitting the bag? What's it? What's a YouTube? I don't know what a YouTube star means. <laughs> he makes money off of YouTube. That's pretty much it. Uh, I guess I'm a, a lot of it. A lot of it. So this is is this celebrity boxing or are they real are they real boxing? No, this is a hundred percent celebrity boxing, but it's like they're actually gonna. I, is this some exhibition too or professional fight? This is a fight. Uh, wait, is this okay. the is this the guy that 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 sparred and wrestled with um, Paula Costa? No, that's the yes. that's the older one. That's the older one. Logan. That was yeah. Logan. So this so is Logan. Okay. Logan was actually a legitimate wrestler in high school in in ohio yeah like you can ask damon martin all about it because he like ohio is kind of a hotbed for wrestling so logan paul has legitimate wrestling credentials i don't know about jake so if he was going to do any sort of martial art i would imagine he was going to do mma i have no idea why they're doing boxing okay so logan paul was was doing the wrestling with paula costa yeah he's not fighting nate robinson the other one is no Oh, okay. Yes. I don't. The whole time I was thinking, like, oh, I, I've seen him like move around. He's pretty. He's an in shape, dude. He's got good hips. Yeah. But that guy, but it's a different guy. I thought it was yeah, the same guy the whole brother. time. His younger brother is two and zero, oh, I think, in boxing. But like against again two YouTube personalities. Oh, against the, the KS KSW whatever. So again, I KSI? said this like thirty seconds K- ago. <laughs> Logan Paul fought KSI. Two and. Logan Paul fought KSI and Jake so Paul confusing. fought Jake Paul, the younger brother, fought KSI's like his best friend. So it's team KSI versus Team Paul Brothers, basically main and co-main event. It was like when Connor and Nate fought on the same card as Artem and Chris Avila. Except oh, 
uh, it was like that situation. So Logan Paul, lo- like in KSI, I think fought to a draw, and then Jake and then Jake Paul beat KSI's friend, and then KSI had another fight against another YouTube personality. So it's two and zero against YouTube personalities, and now he's gonna fight a former NBA player. I'm done with this. <laughs> who knew? Who knew that we would be giving uh, airtime to the Paul brothers? A la, this is like this is like Hamzat Shemaev time <laughs> on a preview show for these two guys. But lo- for those who want to know, last like on this, Logan Paul is the older brother by almost okay. two years. Logan Paul, okay, two years, okay. Yes. All right, make some get some questions. <laughs> I apologize. Okay. <laughs> Maybe if Jake. Maybe if Jake wins, they do him and Ben Askren next. Who knows? <laughs> Jake called out. Jake called out Askren and Masvidal, and then said, "I will fight Conor McGregor. That fight will happen." I'm just like, "Go home, bro! Like, get out of my life." Oh, so oh, so Ben Askren was talking about fighting these uh, the guy that's yeah. fighting tomorrow. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Because right. uh, I didn't know who he was talking point, about. I'm like, all right. <laughs> so I and I only know this because I made a graphic out for our site. So Logan is the oldest one, right? That's what we established. So Logan <laughs> yes. tweeted something like, uh, "I'll give anyone ten thousand dollars if they can like take me down or something like that, or like hold me down for however long." And Ben Ashton was like, "Okay, I'll do that." And then they got and then like Logan responded to Ashgren with a video clip of him getting knocked out by Masvidal, which is just lazy. Um, and then Logan's like, and then Aspen's like, yeah, it happens. I'm still going to wrestle you. Oh, man. Y'all, I love it. Also, one Dylan Dennis and the Paul brothers constantly chirp at each other uh, through social media. So that's where we're at in the MMA world. Hey, listen, they're, they're smart. People are talking about them. We're, we're talking about want- it. <laughs> Gina Mazzani versus Rachel Ostevich at 125. Does the loser of that fight get their walking papers from the UFC? We have to remember Rachel is back after 22 months due to personal stuff and USADA. Interesting question. Gina Mazzani came back on short notice. Her story about even getting her her UFC release is kind of heartbreaking because she thought after she was actually released, no one actually told her she was released. She kept going to the P.I., and working oh, out yeah, and they yeah, just kept yeah. letting her in. They kept letting her in and then she found out like when she, she uh, got her new management that she wasn't on the roster anymore even though she thought she was so she had one fight outside the organization and then she came back on like a week's notice to fight julia avila and that did not go very well for her she got starched real quick one of the fastest knockouts in women women's mma history uh but mazani's back welcoming back rachel ostovich flyweight bout tomorrow <laughs> night uh, what do you think, Jose? Do you feel like uh, this is a loser leaves town match? Uh, I probably, but I think definitely for Rachel because isn't her what's her record four and five? So she's already sub five hundred. Yeah. So she drops to four and six, three losses in a row, if I'm not mistaken, or two losses. I can't quite remember. Um, and also had the USADA suspension. I would assume it would be her walking papers. And then Gina, this is her first fight at flyweight, right? She's already lost. She lost yep. to Julia Vila at one thirty five. So. I think definitely for Rachel, and I think it would depends on actually if you lose to Rachel, may probably. Uh, so I don't know. Probably that's my answer. Yeah, she's lost her last two, submitted in both of those by Montana Montana De La Rosa and Paige Van Zandt. Uh, but first fight since January 2019, Casey. If uh, do you feel this is loser leaves town, especially if it's Ostevich losing? It really depends on how much the UFC cares about Rachel Ostevich's Instagram numbers, because that's about it. Um, I she's she really shouldn't be in the UFC right now, and um, this is a uh, I don't know. This is just this is a fight on a on a fight night card, <laughs> and um, there's yeah. It's, it's just there's no reason either of them should or, or, or can't can be considered UFC level with a loss. It's who is uh because I just looked up Gina's record because I was trying to remember who she's lost to. She's lost to Julia Vila, Macy Chiesa, and Lena Landsberg, and Sarah McMahon. Those are her only four losses. So she's not losing the scrubs, uh, and those are all at lightweight too. So 
I'm curious to see how she does it. Because, like, I. Bantamweight. Bantamweight. When she hit the scale, she looked shredded. Like, she had no way, more weight to lose a 125. New camp, too. Training with, uh, with James oh, Krause and the is this her, MMA folks. Oh, so this is her first time at Flyweight then? Regina? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I, I didn't realize that. I always thought she was a flyweight, but yeah. Um, yeah, J- Gina should win this. Gina, G- yeah, Gina should win this. I'll be shocked if yeah. Rachel com- comes out on top of this. Yeah, she's a minus. Gina's a minus two hundred favorite. Okay, That's that, about right. That makes sense. What else we got? What else we got? If Smith wins tomorrow, should the UFC no. match Smith up against Tiago Santos? To no, Tiago Santos already has a fight, so it's not going to happen. He's fighting Ratchik. He's fighting Ratchik, and uh, yep. Reyes is fighting Jerry. All right. Yep. So um, if Smith, Luke Rockhold, why can't we make this fight? That's the fight. If, if, Luke if Smith wants to come wins, back, it's one hundred percent. If Smith wins, the Rockhold fight's the one to make. If Rockhold wants to come back, because they hate each other. Why do they hate each other so much? Uh, Luke Rockhold <laughs> said some stuff about Anthony Smith, and Anthony Smith re- responded with, I'm going to, like, oh. he had some real awful things to say about Luke Rockhold. <laughs> Basically said it's on on site if it's in the, if he sees him in the parking lot. Wow. <clears throat> I wonder if that, I wonder if that, their beef goes back to Strike Force because they were both middleweights in Strike Force together. I, I think if, it I has something to do with, oh, like, if Anthony Smith can get a title shot, I can get a title shot. Like, it was more like he was. Like Anthony Smith is a bad. He's like Anthony Smith is an awful middleweight. He's an awful light heavyweight, and he got a title shot. That's why I'm moving up. It was more like a uh, negative remarks about Anthony Smith's skill set. Oh, yeah, that's a fight to make. What is happening right now? Oscar Breaking news. Oscar Willis is messaging me about Tyson. I'm like, look at this, Oscar Willis. It's some hack from the Mac Life. Jeez. <laughs> Later. What else we got? All right. Spike, Spike, <laughs> he's returned. He's that back. Fight's that fight's gonna be wild. Bill Algio is a wild man too. So those two guys, I don't like to predict fight of the night the night before, but uh, I'd feel comfortable saying those two guys are probably gonna be fight of the night tomorrow night. I, I think one. I don't know fight of the night, but someone's gonna someone's getting a bonus. How about that? I think uh, Spike, Spike, Spike is. I don't, Remind me of Bill, 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 how do you say his name? <laughs> Bill Algeo. Yeah. Bill Algeo. What, what, what? It's his second fight. Yeah, I don't, I'm not, I don't remember. God, I have so many new guys in the UFC. It's ridiculous. You know, do you remember Bill Algeo's nickname? Yeah, Carl Lamas' last fight. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, really good fight. Yeah, yeah. That was a Senor good Senor Perfecto is his nickname, if that makes a difference. Mm-hmm. That's right. Well, it's by Cardo. Oh, he lost. So, so Bill Algio was the one that Brandon Lockname beat on the Contender Series, and Ben Brandon Lockname didn't get the contract. But then, uh, when he fought <laughs> Ricardo Lamas, Brandon Lockname was like, "Why am I not fighting Ricardo Lamas right now?" Because uh, I think was Ricardo Lamas supposed to fight Ryan Hall, right? Yeah, was that the fight? Okay, yeah. And then Ryan Hall fell out, and then they gave it to Bill Algio, and Brandon Lockname's like, "Hey, wait a minute, I beat Bill Algio. Why am I not getting that fight?" Because uh, if you remember, because that was the season o- the season opener that year of the Contender Series. It's also the first Contender Series in the Apex. So I went for that tour, and then they did the uh, the fights right after. And Brandon Fitzgerald and Paul Felder both said the winner of Lockney and Algio is probably going to get the contract because they're both such highly touted prospects. And then obviously, you know what, Brandon Lockney didn't get the contract. And there was all that controversy around it. So yeah, uh, that is my memories of Bill Algio. There's one every year on the Contender Series that mm-hmm. should get a contract. It didn't. This year was probably Anthony Romero, but it is what it is. Uh, Matt Fedler, should Lewis fight someone other than Blades in December to boost the Hermanson-Holland fight night card or the 256 pay-per-view? I actually like this. Exactly. I, I, I think okay, because I think Blades he needs to be out for a couple of weeks because if he, has, if he has a virus in his system, so I just don't understand how he could come back next Ooh. week. But Blade, but but Lewis versus really Lewis. anybody on short notice would be awesome. Derek Lewis versus Curtis Blades' main training partner, 
Alistair Overeem would be a scrap because they don't like each other either. And Derek and Overeem doesn't have to cut weight. And I am confident that Alistair Overeem knows the path to victory against Derek Lewis. I don't think Overeem has a fight, if I'm not mistaken, because he keeps calling out Jair Zinho. He, he does. He's fighting. Um, Is it Volkov? Yes. Ah, man. Overeem would have been the fight, I think. But I, I, they've I, called each other out a few times. I would rather see Lewis versus almost anybody, really. Like, um, even the uh, the 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 cop with two wins, the the caucus, the caucus, Christakis, Christakis, yeah. I can't. Someone like he's oh, wait, he's two and zero, oh, right, in the UFC now. Yep. Yeah, he's good. Just you no, know, Lewis. Some Lewis versus any one of those guys, just those new up and coming heavyweights. That's what I want to see. Just. I want to see Derek Lewis get in there because I'm assuming the UFC isn't paying him for this week. So bring him back in a couple weeks. Lewis, Lewis should be fine. And um, yeah, give him, give him one of those heavyweights. Who is that heavyweight? Oh, man. I really. God dang it. The guy who always um, suplexes his um, wrestling coaches after he wins. Oh, no, 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 no. We're not giving him Romanoff. No way. You don't think Lewis can handle no that? You don't think Romanoff can handle that? I just don't want to see it. You don't want to see it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to see those two guys play right now. You like them too much? You don't want them to see them beat each other up? Yeah. Yeah, I know They're what you mean. They're probably friends. Yeah. Those two would get along great. Yeah. But there's somebody out there. You could just showcase Lewis if you need Yeah, that's to. what I mean. I'm just, surprised. just a showcase for Lewis, yeah. You could have just like booted one of the heavyweights out tomorrow and just been like, listen, we'll give you your show money, but Derek Lewis is going to fight Parker Porter tomorrow night instead or something like that. It's like when... There you uh, go. It's like when uh, Verdum was supposed to fight. Was it Overeem the first this in the UFC? And then when the fight fell out, uh, they elevated Walt Harris from like the prelims, and then Verdum tapped him in like a minute. But who got who yes. got screwed? Who got screwed over though? Who was Walt Harris fighting? I don't remember. That's what I mean. So, so who's gonna be the who's gonna be the Aaron Rosa? You know, the guy the guy that was fighting Seth Petrozelli when Seth Petrozelli okay. got upgraded to fight Kimbo Slice. Kimbo Slice. Let's find out who was he supposed to fight. Uh, oh, it was actually Derek was supposed to fight Verdum, uh, and Harris was supposed to fight Mark Godbeer, and then Lewis pulled out. So then they took they removed Walt Harris from the Godbeer fight, and Lewis fought. I mean, uh, Harris fought Verdum instead. That's right. At UFC two sixteen. Um, this is what someone said about as far as a winner, I guess, a winner for Tyson Jones. Commission won't give decision, but there will be one by WBC or whatever. <laughs> I'm trying to like pull up what Triller said. Uh, let's see. Triller said, we never meant to imply that CSAC was scoring this or deciding on a winner. We are 100% clear that is not correct. CSAC has provided a referee, and that ref is there to make sure the fighters are safe and to make sure they fight under the rules. He will not be scoring the fight nor deciding a winner. Rather, the WBC has been engaged to both score and elect a winner. They have three judges who will judge remotely due to COVID and like other fights have been provided recently on behalf of the WBC and not on behalf of the commission who will be deciding the winner and judging the fight. So... Yes, WBC will be the ones like ruling on the fight, not the commission themselves. Interesting. So weird. But listen, imagine there's like, as long as, like, even if you just pretend, like, even if you just say, like, hey, in our heart of hearts, this guy won, at least she got something. It's weird, like, going through there and these two guys fought and there's no, like, no one announced as a winner. Like, what the hell is that all about? Who knows? It's all fun. It's an exhibition match between two men in their 50s, right? <laughs> They're both in their 50s, right? What's going to happen if Tyson like lands a ferocious uppercut? Are they just going to stop the fight? Is that what's going to happen? They're just going to stop it? They're like, ask, ask Roy if he's okay. Then, like, would you like to continue, sir? <laughs> like, I guess. <laughs> just. Hey, man, if people are going to pay 50 bucks for it, you know what you're paying for. You're paying for an exhibition match without any real... I don't know what it, I don't know what it is. You're paying for Nate Robinson versus the Paul. I don't know. <laughs> this is weird. It's just I, I, <laughs> it's perfect. It's perfect. It's perfect. There's so much mystery behind this that yeah. you almost have to spend the money just to see what happens. All right. Uh, 
Mm, I mean, they, another, uh, I'm gonna give another question. Uh, hey, can Devin Clark wrestle Anthony Smith for three rounds? He could, but what's uh-huh. he gonna do for the last uh-huh. two rounds? Guys, that's the question. You win three. Yeah, you only got to win three rounds. That's true. And survive <laughs> too. Survive yeah, too. Definitely could. Which is actually kind of how I think the fight will go, to be honest. But um, we'll see. I am excited to hear Devin Clark's dad in his corner for 25 minutes. Yeah. That is yeah. tremendous. That's tremendous television. He's going to have to pace himself. Because like, right now in his head, he's been going, I got to do this for 15 minutes. But now everything, the game changes for us. Game changes for Clark's dad. <laughs> God, he's one, of, he's one of the personalities of the year, in my opinion. <laughs> I was disappointed because I was at Devin Clark's fight against Alonzo Menafield, and we didn't get get to talk to Devin Clark at all because he broke his face in that fight. He still won, but uh, we, we want to talk to him about his dad. I don't know if you remember, but he got down on one knee when they were doing fighter introductions, uh, held his fist up and put his head down. So there was a lot of things we wanted to talk to him about, but we didn't get the opportunity. So, yeah, glad that we he went from not being able to speak to the media to now headlining a card. So I'm actually really fascinated what he has to say if he does win. Um, and uh, also, if you want to get his thoughts, too. yeah, if you want to get his thoughts about that fight, you can go back into the archives and uh, check out prior episode mm-hmm. of What the Heck. He joined us mm-hmm. a couple of days after after that fight. Uh, are you all as excited for the Alpha Ginger as I am? Uh, <laughs> poor, of course, that fight is going to be bananas. Him and Bill Alch are going to beat this, beat six shades of caca off of each other. I can't <laughs> wait. Whoa, whoa! I know it's language. Language. That uh, that's gonna be a fun fight. Why is Casey always confused? Why is that, Casey? Do you want to address this? A lot of things are going on. I I wake up. I'm expecting. I'm expecting Clark Lewis. I mean, sorry, uh, Lewis Clark Lewis Lewis and Clark. Okay. <laughs> I'm expecting Lewis and Clark documentary, and all of a sudden yeah. there's people fist fighting on my screen. I, it's like, oh, I thought this was about the Louisiana Purchase. What is this? What is a history lesson here? There, Not is a cage a serious, fight. there is a serious lack of Sacagawea on my screen right now. <laughs> so, there's, your, there's your answer, John D. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, What's Baeza's ceiling if he beats Sato? And who do you think Baeza should be matched up with his next bout? I assume if, if victorious. Baeza is a very exciting prospect. Yes, he is. Undefeated. Yeah. He's one of those awesome. guys that you kind of have to be careful with, but you're kind of excited about too. Like you, I feel like he could hang in there with, I don't know if he's, if he can hang with top 15 guys just yet, but I think you could start throwing him. You know, I mean, the win over Matt Brown was super impressive. This is a good next step for him. I did not like the Mickey Gall idea at all. I definitely didn't like that, but We'll see. I mean, I, I, I he's definitely a one seventy or to get excited about. What do you what do you think his ceiling is, Jose? I mean, he's undefeated, and he's like his fight against Matt Brown was pretty violent. So, I, but again, it was fighting Matt Brown in the year two thousand twenty after Matt Brown took that long layoff. So, uh, I think there's we're gonna answer a lot of questions uh, on Saturday against Sato. But in terms of if he does win, who would I like to see him fight? Um, I don't know, like Tim Means, I think would be a fun fight. Tim Means just won. I think they're probably on that. If there is like, say we're doing a top 50 welterweight rankings, I feel like Means and Baeza would probably be somewhere in like that. They're within five of each other. So Tim Means has fought like what, a thousand fights? Uh, just coming there. They would be similar on the similar calendar, like trajectories. And Tim Means has made a note. He fights for the paycheck rather than his being like obviously i would imagine he wants to be champion but his first priority is fighting for a paycheck and i like the to means by uh by a fight if Baez does ones of course matt brown beats him means on ufc 189 it was the only exciting prelim fight on that card uh, the main event was the main card was probably the greatest main card ever prelims weren't great uh but yeah so that's my answer by is tim means but in terms of his ceiling we're gonna get a lot of answers on on saturday yeah i like him I like the means fight too. It's a good idea. Yeah. If they don't do means versus Robbie Lawler, which could happen. Yeah, you're not wrong. Nicholas Dalby too, I think, because he, he, I'm, I'm just trying to think of welterweights that have won yeah. recently. I, um, actually, I was going to say that. I was going to say Baeza versus actually either Dan, uh, Danny, Rodriguez, Danny, Danny Rodriguez or Danny Rodriguez. Yeah. Or Dalby. Dalby. Ba- well, I know, who's, who, who's the leech fighting? Doesn't he have a fight? Is he fighting Dwight Grant? Dwight Grant. Yeah. 
maybe the winner of that too. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of fun fights for him at welterweight. Yeah. Sure. Maez is in like the way he fights, his style, and kind of where he uses the rankings. Like, as long as he wins, like he's he's gonna be an exciting fighter. We're gonna see him kind of this this kind of right outside the top fifteen for a few more fights. But um, if he looks good, yeah, I I, I really don't have. I'm not, I can't put a ceiling on him because I just don't know how good he is. And um, but yeah. everything right now shows that he can be really good, and we're we're gonna find out. Agreed. Uh, do do do. You know what? Um, good. Oh. <laughs> Too no. soon? Too soon? Too soon? No. <laughs> no. Interesting. What one thing I do want to touch on, Damon Martin is listening on. I don't know if he's a part of the uh the media day calls that's going on right now, but there's a lot of talk about Anderson Silva, how a lot of these promotions have already been reached out to. You know, do they want to bring him in? And he's they're all saying no. Ryzen apparently has interest in him. Love to make his dreams come true, so to speak. But Roy Jones Jr. did say that if all goes well and he feels good and he performs admirably tomorrow night, he can see the fight with Anderson Silva going down. What do you think about that idea after this? Would you Jones Jr. versus Anderson Silva? Yeah. Yes. I'm in. Yeah. Why not? No problem. Yeah. Yeah. As, they, I mean, as long they, as they're allowed to knock they, each other out. Yeah. How long have they been talking about that fight? Like 15 years? <laughs> we've been talking about that fight for a long time so like yeah sure why not do it in 2021 in and, Ryzen like why not do it in Ryzen ooh like if Floyd Cross Mayweather promotion. you know how Floyd Mayweather keeps talking about uh, fighting again in Japan S- stick it on the same card uh, put I Floyd like Mayweather in the pay-per-view whatever I know Floyd May. I don't want to see Floyd Mayweather fight in Japan again but if they're going to do it stick them all on the same card Man, I want to see Anderson fight in Ryzen so bad. I want to see him so get that. I want to see him get that big entrance so that we haven't seen in years. I want to, I want to see him do his dance. Work, work, come out, dancers. Just he has that. He has that. What hundred yard runway to walk down? Like I just um because if he that, fights in yeah. Ryzen, he could. They could do the cross promote. They do cross promotion with Bellator, right? So yep. like Ryzen would be paying Bellator, not what well, Ryzen would be paying Anderson. And he could fight a Bellator fighter. So why, like, we could see MVP versus Anderson Silva mm-hmm. in 2021 in a boxing ring, which would just check all of the boxes for me in terms of a fight I would want to watch. There's actually a lot of fights I want to see for Anderson outside the mm-hmm. UFC. I'm, 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 I'm actually pretty excited about it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not even going to name him yet because I don't want to. The people ooh and aahing go. That's a great idea, Casey. <laughs> but um, I hold off on this. You don't want to jinx it. Yeah, he doesn't want to jinx anything, folks. So there you go. Curses are re- curses are real. Trust me. <laughs> yep. Uh, For sure. Actually, um, real quick, um, let's get some just basic questions out. What time is everything tomorrow? Do you know? We talking about uh? I know for the UFC prelims are supposed to start at seven. Main card at 10. Ooh. That's, Eastern time. By the way, why, time. why would you? Yeah, 10 Eastern. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? Yeah. Can we do this early? We like the early start times, but it is what it is. Uh, I don't know. Start time, 9 p.m. Eastern main card for Tyson Jones. All right. So cool. There you go. You can watch it on all traditional pay-per-view providers. Uh, you can do it at the website TysonOnTriller.com. Or fight TV for the low, low price of forty nine ninety nine. What Speaking only? Of, that's less than fifty dollars. What a deal! I know. Treat Speaking yourself. Of, uh, Speaking of Triller, when I was in Las Vegas recently and Oscar with Oscar Willis, we were like trying to figure out how Triller worked. The u- user interface might be the worst I've ever seen in for social media. It is unbelievable. Like, you can't do any like you can watch a video, but like you can't. I unless they update it or whatever, like you couldn't turn turn it horizontal because they did like this documentary series that was only on Triller. Like I couldn't turn it horizontal. I there were like these buttons all over the screen, like if you want to comment or like or share, they wouldn't. You couldn't get rid of them, so they were just there the whole time. So you couldn't hide anything. It was just like this 
this this user interface was the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. If that, I can't imagine watching a boxing match on that. So your your advice to the viewers is fight TV or pay per view on your TV. Mm-hmm. No no trailer. Mm-hmm. Stay away from that. I mean, unless again, I had my experience with trailer was weeks ago, so maybe they've updated it by now. But I can also see something like remember when they tried to do when they did Maymac and you could buy it through the UFC Fight Pass and then it just didn't work because way too many people tried to buy it. I don't know if Triller will be able to handle all of those people tuning in on their app that is fairly new. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people shelled out 50 bucks and then the app crashed. Wouldn't be surprised. We'll see. They're saying there there are experts out there, and maybe or maybe it's just legends only themselves saying that uh so far this is the record-breaking pre-sale for a pay-per-view event heading into tomorrow. But we we shall see. It will be fun, folks. It will be fun. Who pays we'll find a way? Who pays money beforehand for a pay-per-view? I still don't get that. Like maybe it's uh maybe you want to pay because so like you get two paychecks a month. You want to buy it ahead of time on the paycheck that doesn't go towards your rent, you know, because some people pay rent with the last paycheck of the month. And then the second, the first paycheck of the month they use for like whatever else they want. So that could be because I I know that because that's what I used to do back in the day. Like my first paycheck, I would order the pay-per-view. Second paycheck, you pay rent. So you're living paycheck to paycheck, but yet you still got 50 bucks to watch. I mean, not anymore, but I was at a time. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hey, pr- pr- I'm just saying priorities. Pri- priorities, yeah, people. man. When I was, when they were like you, when they were less, when I before I covered the UFC and MMA for a living, and there were less fight cards a year. So, like, remember, like there was that era when pay per views you couldn't miss. So, like, of course, I'm going to buy like Shogun Machida with my first paycheck, and then I'm going to pay rent the second paycheck. Paying rent, overrated. Yeah, seriously. Hey, before we get out, before we get out, can you, can you guess how many pockets this jacket has? Mm, one, two, three, four, five, six. Are we counting inside? It's a pocket. It's a pocket. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I'm going to say eight. Eight pockets. Hold on. Hold on. This is... Got one, two, three, four. Five, six, seven, eight. Wait, I counted that twice. Like I lost count. Eight, nine. Wait, maybe. And there's one in here. Ten. So I get like ten pockets on this. My downfall was I didn't see the pocket above the pocket at the top. Yeah, this hidden pocket. Yep, yep. Yeah, that, that was my downfall. Yeah, so I haven't worn this jacket in like in a year or so, and I found all these candy wrappers in different in different pockets. It was, it was fun. Mm. Wow. Ten. That's a lot of pockets. Yeah. What do you do with all those pockets? I don't know. But, it's like uh, a 1990s comic book superhero with all those pockets. Some people <laughs> get right. that. That's <laughs> uh, right. All right, well. Utility uh, belt. So... You know, that was going to be the final, how many pockets was going to be the final question to answer on the show. But uh, before we leave, I think. uh, So we got Candy Lee and Casey Pockets. That's what we got. (laughs) Whoa. Who The next UFC fighter that should appear on Dancing with the Stars. Listen, there is only one correct answer to this question. It will not be the right answer, but there's only one name that deserves this. I'll go last. Jose, who should it be? Henry Cejudo. It's it, Henry Cejudo. I will put a lot of money that Henry Cejudo was going to be the next guy. Stipe Miocic. It's Derek Lewis. Derek Lewis is the guy you should put on Dancing with the Stars. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? That's the guy. Promotional push personified. That dude would take. He he might win. He he might win because people would fall in love with him. Even like non fight fans would fall in love with that guy. He's just so oh. he's hilarious. So I, funny. I can see in every episode, no matter what song, ballroom dancing, salsa, it's just Derek Lewis going like this. <laughs> and everyone's like, yeah, I like that guy. I'm voting for him. Is that how, I don't know how, dance, is that how Dancing of the Stars works. <laughs> yeah, you just vote. It's all, it's all <laughs> popular vote. I wouldn't mind seeing Yoel Yo- Romero, too. I think he'd be. Can you imagine you, all the lifts he could do? He's just like, he just, that'd be crazy. Just flipping the, the ladies over. Just, I don't know. 
right. I could see Cejudo on there sooner rather than later, though. Well, Cejudo actually makes sense. I'm just that's my smart money. That's smart right. money. But that, yeah, that's interesting. And the music is playing. They're they're playing us out, folks. They're playing us out. So lots lots to get excited about tomorrow. We got all your coverage here on MMAfighting.com for UFC Vegas 15, and of course Tyson v Jones. Get excited, ladies and gentlemen. Get excited. I believe the uh, the face-offs for Tyson Jones, 5 p.m. Eastern time. We'll have that video on the website as well. So we're getting out of here. Enjoy the rest of your Friday, everybody. Save that money with your Black Friday shopping. Small Business Saturday tomorrow. Support your local businesses. For Casey and Lydon, Cyber Monday Jose on Monday. Young, Cyber Monday on Monday. Save that money. Casey, Jose, I, Mike Keck. We'll see you tomorrow night, everybody. Listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it.